0: Let's go back to inflation, seven point two percent. The good news, if I can borrow a comment from economist Brad Olsen, the good news is that it's not worse than the September figure. The new prime minister has says the inflation pandemic will be a focus for him going forward, and Finance Minister Grant Robertson is probably the man who's going to have to pull some levers. He's with us this morning at Talks ZB. Good morning. Morning, Tim. You'd have been looking for a glimmer of hope in these numbers. Have you been able to find it?
1: Look, I have. I mean, that's not to say that this isn't a really tough period for New Zealand families. It is, and inflation has stayed higher for longer. Uh, But what you can see in here is that inflation's peaked, and obviously that's not just me saying that, Tim. Virtually all of the economists reflecting on the inflation numbers yesterday have said the same thing. The quarterly increase was 1.4%. The previous quarter we'd seen a 2.2% increase. So the trend is there. It's still going to be challenging for a lot of Kiwi families over the next little while, and that's why, as Chris Hipkins has said, we've got to redouble our efforts to make sure we we support people through this time.
0: Big drivers, according to StatsNZ, housing, uh, utilities and food. The government could directly influence rents, couldn't you? You could roll back interest deductibility.
1: Oh, look, you know, I'd be surprised if that would be on anyone's agenda at the moment because that's um, a well-embedded policy. When you actually look at that housing inflation figure, Tim, a huge part of that is the cost of building materials, and about 80% of construction costs are imported costs. We're still seeing the flow through of that into the economy. But I respect the fact that you know the government's always got to look at what levers it can pull. And, for example, we did extend out the fuel um, tax cuts and the half-price par- public transport. That fuel cost influences a lot of the other things that we pay for in the economy, including groceries and so on. So, you know, having extended that out through to the end of March provides a bit more relief. So we've got to always keep looking at what we can do, um, but really focus on where we can have the biggest impact most quickly.
0: But the truth is we're getting past the point where you can blame this all on global issues, aren't we? We're at the point where we've got to admit uh, this is uh, tradable stuff, we can do something about it. How far do you admit government actions are contributing?
1: Well, what, what I look around the world is that I still see, as, as, Mr, as Prime Minister Hipkins has described, you know, a global inflation pandemic. We had Australia's numbers out yesterday, yeah. and they're at 7.8%. So you know, there are some countries around the world where you're seeing it starting to come off. And, and as I say, I think we've peaked here in New Zealand. In terms of what the government specifically does in terms of spending, You know, we've looked very carefully at our spending. We, we obviously had to spend a lot of money to help New Zealanders get through COVID with the wage subsidy and so on but we've you know are looking to reduce that over the coming years because we want to make sure that our policy our fiscal policy supports what the reserve bank's doing with monetary policy and certainly the treasury believe that we're doing we've got to continue to provide all the public services and support people but we're striking a balance and, and i think we are now doing what needs to be done to bring spending back from those emergency levels
0: okay uh, but what about on a more domestic level on a more day-to-day level you've pumped up wages uh, you've blocked immigration, uh, despite so many different areas, sectors calling for uh, a release on that, uh, all those uh, blocks. Why is the government so stubborn about this?
1: I don't think we are, Tim. I think we've made significant changes in the immigration area and we are now seeing people coming in. But again, I know you might not want to hear it, but that is also a global issue. Every finance minister I speak to around the world is facing the same issues around labour supply and shortages. So, yes, we've made changes. We made changes just before Christmas. We're continually looking at those immigration settings to make sure we are supporting people to bring in the staff that they need. We've spent a lot of money in support training people up. We do have very low unemployment in New Zealand. Yes, wages have been rising. I think both of those are good things, but we have to support businesses, especially small businesses, to be able to find the staff they need. And and those changes have been made.
0: Yeah, well, what more push can you give people uh, sitting on the job seeker at the moment, supposedly work ready? What more incentive can you give them to actually get a job?
1: But when you've got unemployment down at 3.3%, what you've ultimately got there with people, you know, those people who are um, still uh, on the unemployment benefit is more often than not a skills mismatch with the vacancies that we've got. So the big push that we've done over the last few years is to support people to retrain to get the skills that they need. And actually, you know, with our our new Deputy Prime Minister, Carmel Cipollone, I think one of the things she can be particularly proud of in her area of work is the increase in the number of people going from benefits into work. so we are doing that but when you have unemployment down at 3.3% it's basically a mismatch that you've got that's not always solved quickly it's always a combination of supporting people to train and retrain get them into work and use the immigration system. The whole world's having to deal with some pretty significant issues there. Our borders are now fully reopened we've seen that with tourism, we're seeing that now with people coming into the country but I understand absolutely it's a, still a big pressure on a lot of businesses.
0: Do you expect local government Government to tighten its belt and stop dishing out six, seven, eight percent rate rises.
1: Oh, look, I think, you know, I mean, far be it from me to tell individual local government um, entities what to do. Why not? Um, They have to, well, because they're their own entity, they have to invest in in the services and the the things that their communities need. But everyone, ourselves, local government, everyone across the community knows that this is a tough time. We're making sure that we we spend, you know, sensibly, responsibly, wisely, still support people because that's our job. But as I say, COVID was a time where we had to put a huge amount of resource into getting businesses through, getting families through, our spending's now coming off those emergency levels and I'm sure other entities like local government will have those same considerations.
0: Why did you not want to be Prime Minister?
1: <laughs> oh, Because I've been up close to the job of Prime Minister over the last five years and I know it's a step up from the kind of ministerial roles including the ones that I do. And actually, Tim, I reckon it would have been a bit dishonest of me if I'd gone for it, because it's a job you have to have 100% desire to do. Um, I used to, you know, many years ago I put myself forward for it, but it's been a long time, and I've had this role of Minister of Finance. I think it's a really critical role, especially with the economic situation we're facing. And so the good news is I didn't have to put myself forward for a job that, that I didn't have that 100% desire for, because we have Chris Hipkins who, who wants it and he's going to be very good at it, and I'm here to support him.
0: And you still like finance?
1: I do. I mean, it's not like it's without challenges, though, is it, Tim? But, it's, no. um, you know, I think it's a really critical I role. Know, I know all these that.
0: miserable radio people at you all the time, <laughs> but you can't do anything right, can you?
1: Hopeless. You know, right at the moment, I think it's really important for New Zealand that we've got someone with some experience. Um, I've been around the block for over the last five years on, on these issues. I know how to get us through difficult situations. I've got the experience. I think continuity is important. And, you know, one of the considerations for me in all of the last week or so has been giving New Zealanders that confidence that I'm still here in finance. And I know you know, some of your listeners might not agree with every single thing the government does or every single thing I've done, but I think they know I'm a pretty steady hand, and that's what I'm here to provide.
0: Grateful for your time. Thanks so much, Grant Robertson, Finance Minister at Newstalk B.